Real Black Consciousness Real Forum. Black Consciousness Real Black Forum. Consciousness Forum. She came and swept me off her feet. Show me the meaning of true love. Now my friend, yeah, they ask me why I don't hang like I used to. Some even laugh, they call the name like old man and part of Booba. But I found me a good thing, and I don't care what they say. Tell them when I get time, I might come through, but I can't come This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about marriage. We're going to talk about divorce. We're going to talk about what else? We're going to, uh, toxic marriages. Let's throw in um, unhealthy relationships. Let's talk about that. And then we're just going to have just all around adult conversation talking about the institution of marriage, uh, what you should expect, and what are some tools that we can use as a village that when you hit that bump in the road, what are some good resources to reach out to to help you along the way in your journey? With your spouse, right? So we're going to have a real conversation, beloved. How about that? We're going to read some comments from a previous conversation, right? And um, I want to say, if not the last podcast, the podcast before last, we talked about the village, right? And in the village, there's a couple, right? We talked about Brother the Truth. And we talked about Sister Latruth, and they, they're going through some changes in their marriage. We are hoping, wishing, and praying that they are able to get their marriage, which is off track, back on track, right? So I want to put this on the table before we begin, right? You know, um... If your marriage is going through some changes, just step back. Don't don't panic and over panic. Take a deep breath, right? You're going to have to invest in some therapy for yourself first. Believe it or not, there's a lot of things that married folks get involved with that if they just had somebody to talk to, they wouldn't get involved with. So, number one, get you some therapy. If you can afford Comcast cable, because the goddamn bill is going, it's going through the roof every month. You're paying a couple of hundred bucks if you got Comcast. So, if you got 200 bucks a month, which is $2,400 a year to pay on entertainment, you're going to have to invest a little bit in your own marriage. This is nation building we're talking about, beloved, Right? I know some of us, we put so much money on the show. You know, you got 15 groomsmen and you had 15 bridesmaids and you, you know, you got the horse and carriage outside, little TT and them coming down the aisle, throwing rice and 
carrying a ring and you rolled out the red carpet on top of the blue carpet on top of the purple carpet i mean you it was carpet all over the place <laughs> now when it's time to invest in some therapy and some counseling the money is all dried up it's all gone you know you spent it on all the fireworks right again though beloved in all sincerity you gotta invest in some therapy single therapy by yourself it won't hurt to get a marriage counselor right to sit down with both of y'all and then it really really doesn't hurt to get a marriage coach also a marriage coach beloved it doesn't hurt there's some resources that you can reach out and but you got to put your own you got to put your money where your nation is not where your mouth is put your money where your nation is and your nation is in your household right when we were talking about brother and sister the truth there's some comments that i want to read and we're going to have a conversation about that right again we are encouraging them to if the marriage is off track get it back on track there's some things that when I heard the young sister say, it's, I mean, it's something that I would, it's a little alarming. Um, it's something that I would be concerned about as a big brother, as an uncle, as a father, right? Because I'm looking at the young sister judgment-wise. You know what I mean? I'm looking at the young brother judgment-wise. We don't know him personally, but they're kind of airing out each other's dirty laundry on the internet, right? They only been married six years. Many of us that have been in the game much longer than that, we know that marriage, it really doesn't, it doesn't really start to after the five-year mark. Because when you come into the game together, the age that you come into the game, it makes a difference. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't get married to around 30, 35 years old, there's a big bulk of your life that you spent being a single person. Okay. Same with her. There's a big bulk of her life that she spent as a single person. The way that we look at marriage is that it's three suitcases. Just imagine being in a room with three suitcases. The bride has a suitcase. The groom has a suitcase. But on your journey as a married couple... You got to take what's out of yours as the groom. She got to take out of hers as the bride. And y'all got to put it in that third suitcase. But it ain't going to fit. You ain't going to be able to pack everything in there. You ain't going to be able to get every single thing out of your suitcase in that one, that third one. It's not going to work. She's not going to be able to get everything out of her suitcase and put it into that third one. It's not going to work. Some of that shit is going to be left behind. That's marriage. It takes a while to know what you want to take on your journey with you. Listen now. It is going to take you a little while to figure out what are you going to take on your journey with you and what you got to leave behind. That's what an argument is. You're trying to arrange the suitcase. This can't go on this journey. So we fuss about it. That can't go on this suitcase or in this suitcase. So we fuss about that too. With 
We are complementary partners in this journey that we call life, and we're going on this journey together, but we only can take one suitcase. This is why you get so many bumps in the road. Beloved, if I hear a six-year couple is going through some changes, they don't need to do anything but take a deep breath, invest in their marriage, and that's it. So we got a comment. We're going to read the comment, right? The comment is one uh, from my sister, Sister Shay McBride. And then we got a follow-up comment from my sister, I'm Tina Marie Jane. And we're going to read them both, right? Sister McBride says, I'm all for black love and marriages. Some marriages need to end. Hmm, this is interesting, right? Telling people to stay in toxic and unhealthy situations can lead to negative consequences. This is why we have such a high amount of domestic violence slash death. That's interesting. Just because our grandparents stayed together doesn't mean it's healthy and safe. Staying together while miserable does nothing for the black family but create anger and resentment. This is how we end up with so many generational curses. All right. There's a follow up for my sister Tina. And she says exactly what I was going to comment. But I said it all perfectly. All right. And then I responded by saying, you know, with all due respect, we have a conversation about it. That's how this platform works. The comments is the engine in the feud in the machine. Sister McBride, she responded again. She says, listen, respect appreciated. I'm always up for conversation, especially when it's a topic that is a plague on our community. Please enlighten me on the negative consequences of leaving a unhealthy marriage. <laughs> Beloved, our sister is sharp. You see how she worded that last sentence? She said, enlighten her on how, what's wrong with leaving the negative? Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, all right. So we let's have a conversation about it. Let's talk, you know, let's talk, let's talk, and let's um let's see what we got, right? My sister Shay McBride, your brother VJ, we speaking in love, right? My sister Tina Marie, your brother VJ, he is speaking in love. You know what I mean? Um Telling people to stay in a toxic and unhealthy situation. What we're going to have to do, beloved, is we're going to have to go over the vows. You know what I mean? Here on Real Black Continents Forum Podcast, beloved, we are encouraging people to do as adults what they said they was going to do in their vows. Because we don't know your vows. So we just talking and have a conversation and be saying, well, if you took the traditional vows, if you stood up, beloved, let's go over it together. If you stood up in front of a minister and he repeated something and you repeated it after him. And in the process of doing this, there's a congregation of witnesses. And you said something along the lines of from this day forward for better for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness, 
and in health. To love and to cherish until death do us part. This is my solemn vow. If this is what you are saying when you're getting married, this is your vow. I don't know everybody's vows. Everybody make their own vows. Some couples write their own vows. But if you took the traditional vows with the three key words involved now, worst, poor, and sickness. Before we go any further, because I don't want nobody to think we are encouraging anybody to stay in a toxic and an unhealthy marriage, right? We're going to get to that. We're going to have a conversation about that. We're going to break that down a little bit more. Did you say for worse? Did you say for poor? Did you say for sickness? What does that mean? Let's all get some enlightenment. We're talking about marriage. What does that mean? When somebody jump up in front of the, the designer, the minister, bride and groom is there, congregation of witnesses, and we're jumping up and just saying, do we know what we're saying? This ain't the 1800s. This ain't no shotgun wedding with Papa sitting in the back with the, no, that's not how that's working. Sound, body and mind. And we are, this is, this is a oneness ritual now. I'm going to go over it again. When we are getting married and we're in the middle of the ritual and we're saying for better or for worse, what does the worse mean? It's clear what the better mean. When you say for the worse, what does the worse mean? When you say poor, what does the poor mean? When you say sickness, what does the sickness mean? I would strongly encourage anybody before you get married, you guys get a very good, clear definition on those three words. Or you don't you write your own vows and you don't say it at all. Beloved, you say for better, for better. For richer, for richer. For health and for health. Everybody's good. When you stand up in front of the world, beloved, and I want you to hear me good when I say this now. When you make those vows, you heard it, the minister heard it, your family heard it, her family heard it, and you know what else? The devil heard it too now. The tempter heard that too now. Beloved, the evil one heard it too. So just like you hear the spirit, the energy of righteousness that hear that, you're saying better for worse. That very same energy and spirit of unrighteousness is hearing that as well. For better for worse. All right. Well, now the test is coming. Now the challenges is coming. Where are you going to stand when it comes? The sister said something, right? Our sister McBride. And she said that um, staying together, this is why we have such a high amount of domestic violence slash death. Beloved, I don't know what city that you stay in. I don't even know what that means. To be, I don't even know what toxic marriage even means anymore. We use the term toxic so much, I don't even know what the definition means anymore. Just like... <laughs> Like I was talking to my wife last week and um, they use the term detox so much because when I go to the gym. So you hear the term detox so much. I don't even know what detox mean anymore. What does toxic mean? What does that mean? 
a toxic marriage. What does that mean? I don't really know what that means no more. There's a bunch of words that this new generation use when they describe marriage. Toxic, unhealthy, uh, gaslighting. This person, everybody's a narcissist all of a sudden. All right, well, okay. Let me put this on the table for you, beloved. If you're looking for two perfect people that will never make mistakes, get me, it's not going to happen. I don't know if our people is in the realm of fantasy. I don't mind repeating myself. This is a podcast we're talking. If you are looking as a man or a woman to marry a perfect person that's never going to make a mistake, or you are you going to be the perfect person, you ain't going to make no mistake. You're living in fantasy. That's bullshit. Life don't work that way. There's no such thing that exists. To be perfectly honest, to be, I'm talking about, I'm going to be really transparent when I say this. The definition of a great marriage is I love you enough and I respect you enough to deal with your bullshit. And you love and respect me enough to deal with my bullshit. Bang, beloved. That's what a great marriage is. Don't let nobody tell you different. But if a sister tells me, well, married folks living together, staying together in a toxic and healthy situation. Well, this is how domestic violence occurred in death. Well, somebody got to because I'm, I'm reading a different newspaper. I'm on the wrong. I'm on the wrong Instagram timeline because I don't see that. I don't see married folk hurting each other. I live in a community, and the majority of everybody in the neighborhood that I currently live in, we all married over here. The goddamn the police department ain't coming over here breaking up no fights. The corner ain't coming over here picking up no bodies. Maybe the sister got and light me on that. You know where they are blowing each other brains out in these apartments where the single folks at? That's who goddamn hurting each other. Domestic violence, that's some single folk shit. That's when you in the apartment or you in the PJs or something. This one, goddamn, Shamika's supposed to have Jamal to come over on Friday. Jamal got the dates mixed up. He came over there when LaMarcus was over there. And all the single folks is fighting and shooting and killing over the same woman. Married folks ain't involved in no shit like that. I don't know. Somebody, when I'm reading the paper, I don't see... Mr. Williams married and he got into a fight with his wife and he killed her. I don't see that in the paper. You know what we do see? Single folks, this is what we see. But you know, my question is this, beloved. This is my real question. You know, if you have an issue in your marriage, the majority of times, you know, that issue is a communication breakdown. It's, it's a failure to communicate properly with each other, right? But you're already in covenant. You're already tied in together. Many of times with children, with bills, with credit cards. And, you know, you got sharing accounts and this and that. All right. This is how it kind of works when you're married. Joint accounts. It's the merger and everything, right? Just because you guys divorce. That doesn't mean that the communication gap is going to be is going to get fixed. The problems that you are having, you're still going to have with this person. And there's a lot of business dealings and relationship dealings that you're still going to continue to have to have after the divorce. So I can't I won't let nobody make. Let me say it this way, beloved. Don't let nobody make you think that a divorce is going is going to fix everything. It doesn't work that way. 
Don't let nobody make you think that if you're going through some bumps in the road, you all of a sudden got a toxic relationship. We had a conversation about a couple that was married six years, not 16 years. This ain't what they're going through in a 26 year or the 36 year. This is a six year. Beloved, marriage don't really start till you five years in. You done spent more time on your life single than you did. So how do you, you just going to come and just get it all again. But if you let people in our village come and tell you, man, you in a toxic relationship and you only two years in and you only three years in. Beloved, I would encourage you, don't even listen to that person. You're two years in, not 20. You're three years in, not 30. You're six years in, not 16. You toxic? What did you what did you mean you toxic? Y'all ain't even got a good chance to merge. You still got your suitcase. You ain't even unpack everything and put it in the house. You only been married six years. You still got shit in boxes in the garage. Six years marriage, you still got shit in the stores yet. Y'all finna give it up already? <laughs> hey, let me tell you something about safety, right? Because when I was listening to the uh, Sister Latruth, she was giving a conversation about how she met Brother Latruth, right? I'm going to show you some real red flags. How things just so happen to work out in her favor. And I look at the young lady and I'm like, well, her judgment is a little off. The way that she even met Brother Latruth, it's very dangerous. They kind of got together through, it's some DM shit. They grown, they adults, but it's some DMing and they DMing back and forth. And I, I can't remember if it's a one state or two states over, right? But what I did know is the sister already had three kids. Somehow, a woman with three children is entertaining a man online, and she's driving over or flying over, whatever, from one state to two states over to see him. So she already got an amazing babysitter. As they begin to hook up and see one another first of all let's stop that shit dangerous as a motherfucker now I'm looking at the young lady judgment damn baby your judgment is a little off niece we love you little sis we talking about sister the truth but that was a that was a little risky some shit that you was doing because I came from the generation these women went everywhere with their homegirl not by themselves. they going by themselves now they going from one state to another state by themselves. and unfortunately we seen some Instagram models that lost their life the same way they call it being get flowed out, get flown out. That's the new term. That they get flowed out, get flown out. Somebody get them a ticket and they just jump up and see a stranger they don't know. All right. Maybe all that is a different story for a different day. Three kids, though. This is how she's moving with three kids. It just so happened that the brother's intentions was more long term. And I would say ultimately he was a little bit more righteous or harmless in his actions with her. Because that shit could have went another way. He ended up marrying the young lady. You know what I mean? All right. Now they're together. They got a fourth child now. We know when you come from the village, we don't really do the stepchildren thing. That's not really your thing. Her kids is your kids and your kids is her kids. It's one. It's a union. All right. When somebody described to me, beloved, a toxic marriage to me or a unhealthy marriage I hear things like there's a bunch of police reports involved. That's what I hear. I hear things like it's so much confusion in the household. One of the kids is having nightmares. One of the other kids is wet in the bed. One of the other kids, he's almost mute. He don't like to speak as much. So we got to take him to see a speech therapist because he's 
That's what a toxic relationship sounds like. I'm not sure what you heard in internet land, which is different. It may be a lot different than what I heard because when I heard them talking, I'm talking about brother the truth and sister the truth. All I heard, beloved, was some uh, a young couple kept saying, I, 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 I. That's all I heard was I. Oh, I found you this way. Uh, I help you get this platform. I help you write this skit. I helped it. It was me that did this. Uh, you wasn't, you didn't have that many followers. You didn't, that to me, beloved, that don't sound like a, no, that sound like y'all just been married five or six years. That's what that shit sound like. Oh, y'all still babies. That's all right. You just, you still, you got the, uh, we put you in the walker. You're not fully standing in your mirrors yet. You're still in the walker. It's okay. You're still in the stroller. It's okay. But you ain't got you. You're not walking in your mans yet. You're not. Y'all guys ain't even been together long enough to do that. But if you're having an issue in your marriage, all we can do here, beloved, is encourage you guys. Therapy, right? Marriage counseling, right? Get a marriage coach. Ain't gonna hurt nothing. If a woman do not want to be with you anymore, your wife, beloved, we always say ain't nobody got no chains on their feet. What else can you do? We're not holding nobody hostage. But what we are saying is if you are a man, ain't going to hurt you none to fight for your your nationhood, beloved. To fight for your family. Ain't going to hurt none. It's not going to hurt none. We ain't never encouraged nobody. There's not a conversation that we have ever had about relationships. What we told, what we encouraged, or we was telling our people, hey man, if y'all in there fighting and putting holes in the wall, y'all, no, we say separate. Man, y'all fighting, put holes in the wall. Y'all jumping on one another. If you separate, ain't gonna hurt nothing. Separate, recalibrate. Yeah, you can use the tool of divorce. Yeah, you can. I just don't believe in divorce. Did you, uh, you know, did you divorce your mama? Did you divorce your daddy? When we start talking about the state and the tool of divorce, you can divorce anybody. In the state of Florida, you can divorce your parents at 12 years old. You can divorce anybody. But typically in our village, we, we separate a lot. We don't divorce our parents. We don't divorce our siblings. And depending on what state that you're in, you can divorce family members, of course. If you want to divorce your spouse, which is divorcing yourself, we say, you know, give it all the options that you can give it. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with fighting for the love of the black woman. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um... I will say this, right? Because check this out. If we don't know nothing, beloved, we know that the single life and culture for black folks, that shit don't work. We ain't got to guess it. It don't work. This is how we end up with generational curses. Huh? Mm Mm-mm. Single parenthood have brought all the generational curses that black folk can stand. Not being married, not staying married, being single. 
every generational curse that we seen as a village, it came from being in a single parent household. Look at the communities that's violent. Look them up by zip code. Don't look at yours. It's not a fluke. Look them up by zip code. I can promise you, if they're black, if they're brown, you look up the zip code. If they are filled or overran or overpopulated with single parents, it's dangerous. That is a dangerous community. And the most dangerous community in our neighborhood is the projects. You know why? Because everybody in there is single parents. This shit don't work. So I, I always say this, right? Because this is a question I always ask, especially I ask brothers this shit. You know, black males is so heavily invested in, man, I had to get out this marriage. I had to get a peace of mind. You know, I had to get my thoughts together. I had to get me some joy. I had to get me some happiness, man. It was too much of this and too much of that. And you know what? It's interesting that single people and divorced people die before 65. So what what, what are y'all doing with all this single, all this peace of mind that you getting out? Where is it going to now? Because y'all are dying before folks that's married. Because folks that's married, they're going, they're living after they 75. 10 more years on the planet. If this whole single life thing is an option, because you, you know, don't stand no toxic marriage, don't stand no unhealthy marriage, all right, go be single. If all these single people that left these toxic relationships, and y'all are single, it must be utopia, right? But that, that doesn't reflect in the children. Because it's single people that's raising the most dangerous people in the nation. How, how does that work? It's already on the books. It's already in the FBI. It's already in the FBI reports. 90% of black felons come from single parent households. The prison culture in general in the wilderness of North America, in the territory that we call the United States, is filled with people that come out of single parent households. And we're telling, now we got a new thing where we're saying staying in a marriage that's quote unquote toxic and unhealthy is producing generational curses. We saying that now? No, I'm beloved. What the young folks say? That's cap. Nah, that ain't what that is. If you ever want to point to a time in history where, where black folks was at their greatness, I can promise you it's when the married numbers was up. I'll say it again. You missed it. If you ever want to point a time where black folks was in our greatness as a village, I can promise you this is a time where the marital numbers was all the way up. But I'll say it again. Hey man, I don't see no domestic. I live in a community. Everybody over here, man. And we not, I don't see no police cars coming over here because somebody got their ass whooped and mm-mm. shit don't work like that over here. I don't see the corner pulling out the red tape because somebody just got into a marital conflict and they hurt each other. Uh-uh. We don't see that neither. You want to see somebody fighting and shooting and stabbing them? Go down there where them single folks at. That's where they do it. That's where it's toxic at down there. That's what unhealthy relationships at down there. Know what I mean? Let's keep your marriage together, beloved. How about that? Yeah, this this real black content is for podcast, beloved. We're gonna stand on that. 
Yeah, yeah, we nah, we ain't coming off that. We gonna stand on that. No, no, beloved, we not gonna let nobody else tell us different either. You know what I mean? You you do know, right? When we just when we just talking grown folks talk, you know, you do know that the marriage phase come after the dating phase. We know that, right? So on this platform, we say what? It's imperative, beloved, that while you're dating, you ask anywhere between 300 to 500 questions, right? Ain't gonna hurt none. You want to talk and get to know somebody, right? So, you know, when you first meet somebody, you want to, the questions may be softball, you know what I mean? Softball over the plate. And then as you build a more stronger and lengthier relationship, the questions can get a little stiffer, right? So it's important. I just met you. I want to know what's your favorite color. Um, do colors change your mood? Do you connect your mood to a color? You know what I mean? Um, what do you like to eat? What are your favorite foods? What are your favorite restaurants? You know what I mean? That's like softball over the plate questions. But we're going to get up to that 300 and 500 questions though. And then after a while, when I get to know you a little bit more intense... I may want to know what your credit score is. I want to know, you know, um, what is your process of paying bills? Do you believe in paying the whole bill or you just believe in putting half of the bill down and letting it roll over to the next month? Do you believe in getting paid a loans? Do you believe in having a savings account? If we was to become together in a union, do you want to have a joint account or you still want to have your own account? Have you ever had an SCD before? Have anybody ever gave you an STD before? Have you ever had an STD before and you didn't know and you gave an STD to somebody else? Because we got the, these hardball questions we got to ask each other now. You know what I mean? You know, we, we have to ask each other shit like, uh, have you ever been in a domestic violence situation? You ever had to call the, the law enforcement on somebody? Or have a person that you was in a dating relationship with, have they ever called the law enforcement upon you? When was the last time you got in the fight? When was the last time somebody tried to fight you? How do you think you're supposed to handle that situation? Right? Let's talk about conflict resolution. You know what I mean? Let's talk about... So, before the marriage phase, this is the dating phase. I'm learning you in the dating phase. Beloved, you will see that a lot of times, beloved, when people are having issues in their marriage... There's things that they let go by them in the dating process because they was too involved in jumping on the mattress. You will see that. You will see people that's having issues in their marriage. They, they jumped on that mattress so fast. See, it was so much. See, it was so much of getting on that mattress. They never knew each other. And then when it started to come to the real world, they never really asked each other no questions. They really don't even know each other. They spent so much time fucking, they don't know each other. And everything was about feeling good, feeling good, feeling good. Now it's about responsibility. They want out. See, that feel good, see, the, the a new car smell is wearing off the relationship. And now the rubber is meeting the road. And you know what they say? Oh, this, this relationship is unhealthy now. Oh, this relationship is toxic now. <laughs> But when we're dating, I gotta, I should, I gotta put you through a, a a a good vetting and dating process before I marry you. 
you know what, beloved? After after I asked you these 300 to 500 questions and we went out on all these dates, uh, I want to meet the womb of the village that you came out of. How about that? Let's meet your parents. Let me meet your guardian. If you got kids, I want to meet them. How about that? You got siblings, I want to meet them. I want to meet your aunties. I want to meet your uncles. Your big mama's still alive, I want to meet her. Big daddy's still alive, I want to meet him. Hey man, you you go to the what church? Yeah, let me meet your pastor. I want to talk to some of your church members, see what's up. Let me meet the the, uh, the Muslim minister and let me meet some of the folks at the miles that you know. See, I want to know you as a person. After I know all this, now we can talk about marriage. Now we can talk about marriage. Let's set a wedding date. But then when we do get married, we need to pay very, very close attention to these vows. Because I don't know what black folks is reading no more. I, I'm trying to figure out what vows are these people even reading now? <laughs> what vows are they reading? What are they saying? They can't be saying for rich or for poor. They can't. Because when shit get funny and shit get poor, they complaining. They won't out. Well, why did you say that? I mean, how did you get caught up? Do you remember what you said? Because, beloved, I say it again. When you are saying vows, God hear those vows, but the devil hear them too. Oh, your test is coming now. Oh, well, it's coming now. For better, for worse. All right, it's coming. We're going to see how tight you hold on when this worse come. But sickness and health, we finna see how tight you hold on when this sickness come. And you know what that's called? When the person got to deal with worse, poor, and sickness, they saying, I need to get out of this toxic relationship. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? You never should have made it out the dating phase. You never should have made it out the dating phase. I listen to what a lot of these couples complain about. And know what I tell myself? You never should have made it out the dating phase with that one. Now you in the big leagues now. No, no, no. Ain't no more softballs over the play. Everything is a fastball here. No, no, there's no more. It's not the it's not the WNBA. It's not the D League. It's not the G League. This is the NBA. This is the big league over here. Oh, you wasn't ready for the big league. <laughs> You can go back down to the N one. They hooper, they hooper down there, cause you ain't ready for this. Go down there and get you, a, get you a game down there, cause you ain't ready for this one over here. And if you ain't ready, just say I made a mistake. I wasn't ready. Okay. We understand that folks ain't they coming to this game. They all right. They ain't ready. We'll go get ready. Now you got to go spend some money to get ready. Marriage counselor. Therapy, coaching. But beloved, we ain't gonna let nobody try to make us feel that single parent is the answer. Because we can look at the products. The products, it ain't just a product. The products that our single culture is making. And that shit ain't it. And we'll leave it at that. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out. Beloved, this is your brother VJ, Real Black Content is Form Podcast. Beloved, I get it with you guys later. Peace. Yeah.
Thanks for viewing the podcast. Be sure to like, share, Real comment, and subscribe to the channel on all Real social media forum. platforms. Real Black Consciousness Real Black Consciousness Real Black Consciousness Forum. And we out this piece.